0: through all of that I began to realize, you know, I wonder if maybe at this time it's just, maybe Christian universities don't, they're they're just not open to a, a, a view of science, really, of all the disciplines where biblical and theological studies are intrinsic to, to the fields, along with empirical research and so on, and good philosophy. And the biggest challenge of our day is that we, we send out our future faculty to secular programs based in the worldview of naturalism. They learn the discipline based in a worldview of naturalism. So we're living in a crisis we have been for, you know, 50 years.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Pastor Theologian show. Today on the show, we are having a conversation on spiritual formation with Dr. Eric Johnson, who is a professor of Christian psychology at Houston Baptist University. Let's jump right into the conversation.
2: Our very special guest today is my friend, Dr. Eric Johnson. Great to have you, Eric, with us.
0: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's yeah. great
2: to great to have you. We go back... I was thinking 20 years, actually, almost 20 years to so. uh, the late 90s when we were both in Minneapolis, Minnesota, you were at Northwestern College and I was at Bethlehem Baptist Church uh, working there as a college pastor and And uh, that was when we first connected. So we've known each other for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's good to to reconnect here. And It is. We have a lot of shared passions and, and interests, mm-hmm. theology, scripture, the church, uh, and... Uh, uh, thinking about Christian psychology. We were talking a little bit before this, but, uh, uh, it's been a special interest of mine for the last couple of years doing some of my own own work and thinking and reading and, and, uh, you've been a help as part of that process mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we've got tons to talk about today. Uh, we've had some high profile pastoral meltdowns in the Chicagoland area. Uh, in recent months, and I'm interested to get your perspective on all of that, what you make of that and what's going on, and how pastors can uh, avoid finding themselves in similar sorts of places. But before we do that, um, for some of our listeners who may not know who you are, Eric, maybe just give us your life story in three minutes or less. Can you do it in three minutes or less? I'll try. (laughs) I'll give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit about uh, academic background, perhaps, where you've worked, how you got interested in uh, psychology and Christian psychology. Take a few minutes and, yeah. and, and share that with us.
0: So I, you know, I think I need to go back to my family of origin, uh, yeah. you know, story. In my case, I was not raised by a Christian family. Okay. And I, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that the, you know, both my dad and mom were troubled in, in different ways. I wasn't wouldn't say, you know, I, I don't come from a severe abuse background, but there was a lot of thick anxiety in the air. Yes. And uh, and and they didn't know God. And, and so there was loneliness. And, and that's a part of part of my story. I became a Christian when I was 18, went to a wonderful uh, Bible seminary college in Toronto, Toronto Baptist Seminary, okay. a really cool place that got me really grounded in the Reformed faith. Okay got, I ended up after some uh, g- getting married and then having some job difficulties actually, settling into social work and feeling like, wow, this is a place for me. Yes. Given with my a counseling background. emphasis in with, social with work? Some, with some counseling work, yep. you know, and, you know, given my background and before I was a Christian where, you know, I was kind of going down the tubes in some significant ways. Mm. Uh, one of the last of the hippies and and just was into sex and, and drugs in a very d- d- and d- rock and d- dependent way. And rock and roll. All three, seriously. Yes. And I gave that all up for the for the gospel, wow. you know, all three, yes. seriously, because wow. I was in a band, too. And,
2: and Eric, sorry to interrupt. Go, go back real quick to growing up and describing your family situation and some of the anxiety, et cetera. Um, and you said it wasn't overly abusive. How how aware were you of the challenges of your domestic life and your family of origin not, at the time? Yeah, at
0: the time, not
2: at all. Oh yes, okay. There wasn't this anything really no to be aware retrospect. of. Exactly. You know, a, yes. after I
0: entered into adulthood, and then I began to recognize, you know, early adulthood is part to some degree. It's the beginning of recognizing. Well, my family had it. It was unique. Yes. Depending on whether uniquely wonderful or uniquely not. So good, yes. And so, at, you know, I became a Christian at eighteen, and and then began to realize, uh, you know, disordered. You know, my, my dad was on anxiety medication for most of his life, and my mom had a number of anxiety disorders diagnosable. She okay. pulled out all her hair, oh, okay. Uh, for wow. example, wow. Uh, trichomania. and um, but both of them really struggled, and and unsurprisingly, I had a lot of anxiety. Uh, and in part, that was driving my um, uh, misbehavior, my sin. Yes. Uh, it was all mixed together. Yes. Uh, I, 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 looking back, I was very self-absorbed. I would say now narcissistic mm-hmm. uh, before I was mm-hmm. a Christian, and um, and so I, so I my life changed radically mm-hmm. uh, from you know 180 degrees uh, in in a God word direction, and I got grounded mm-hmm. in Scripture at Toronto Baptist Seminary. And but after I got married and continued on in in our in in my career path, I began to realize that I was not I was still not healthy uh, psychologically, emotionally. Uh, I was. How did you know that? How did you know that? uh, Conflict with my wife. Yes. Uh, a lot of conflicts with my wife. You knew something's not working this out here. This is not here. working yes. here. I read all the books, yeah. you know, and, and, I'm, and I know all the r- reasons. Yeah. One of the things that was very profound for me was, uh, you know, beginning to recognize that I, I lectured my wife out of yeah. the Bible. And, and in effect, it took me a long time to realize this because I so loved the Bible and it had been so much help to me. But I, I was in effect beating her up with scripture. You know, nothing ever, of course, physical, but just the way I would lecture her down and kind of imply mm. that she didn't know the Bible as well as yeah. I did. And and it it uh, began to tell, uh, show in, in her increasing depression over the 15 years of our you know, first 15 years we were married, she became yeah. gradually, very gradually, more and more depressed. And I, you know, I first began to, you know, well, that's just her, her family of origin stuff, and she's not as biblical. But yes. and we we saw counselors out, but there it was just some deep, something deeper, and the Lord gradually helped to awaken me to how I was contributing to that mm. uh, with scripture. You know, uh, in how a did sense. he do that? How did he
2: wake you, wake you up to? That? Well, a
0: lot of different uh, aspects. You know, honestly, Jonathan Edwards was a a help because of the re- religious affections. I, I yeah. it's like, oh, the emotions are really important. That we. Not to just cut them down and and you know ridicule them or whatever it 's not just intellect, okay. your heart matters to God, and of course, John Piper underscored that in wonderful ways yes. you know in his in his ministry, and I was going to his church during oh, this, yes. okay. uh, the, during that time period where there was a beginning of a paradigm shift, also yeah. reading Soren Kierkegaard and his focus on you don 't know all that you think you know as a Christian, and he called himself a prophet to Christendom, and he was a yes. prophet to me, he helped to awaken me to how I was um uh, how I was using religion to to uh, it, for self-serving purposes, you know, yeah. the exact opposite of what it's all all about. Of course, I knew that in my head. I wanted to be as God-centered as anybody, but I began to realize how I was using religion in, in self-serving purposes. And then I saw a therapist. Uh, just at the right time, uh, um, where I was able. Was that a to secret you him. kept to
2: yourself and your spouse, your wife, or was that was that was that embarrassing to acknowledge the fact that you were going to see a therapist?
0: By that time, I had kind of gotten to my knees in a way of because I was doing all the other right things. I yeah. had a great devotional life. Yeah, I was spending time with the Lord. Oh yeah, and um, and and honestly, that was the best overall thing in my entire life. Would be his his drawing me early on in my Christian life to spending time with him. Mm. And so I want to, you know, that is what got me to become more open to yeah. see I, I needed yeah. more yes. than just an intellectual understanding of the faith. Uh, I really believe that because uh, he's loved me well in the, in my times with him over the years but I needed, I I needed help. I needed uh, somebody to, to help me look into my soul and see what I could not see. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I remember, uh, and and this, it's interesting, you know, in terms of Christian psychology, because at the time, you know, the guy I saw, he was a Christian, but, but he wasn't a you know i wouldn't say he's a christian therapist you know yep. like he was a therapist who was a christian love the lord no question about that a little more that. disintegrated
2: approach yeah i think yep. so
0: but but uh but what he did is you know he but he identified some things that as a psychology teacher i knew in my head and i taught about them but i couldn't see that i was doing it and he, it's
2: scary how easy oh, we, how how easy it is to be blind to ourselves isn't so it it really
0: is a humbling thing scary thing <laughs> it's so astounding one of the great you know lessons i think of 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 of, uh, of life has growing into adulthood. I think it's God's intention that we, that we get there. But, um, so, so he, that was, that was transformative, uh, the beginning of a journey of therapy. Okay. And, and Eric,
2: how old were you at this time? Yeah. So
0: I was around 40, you know, it was a kind of classic midlife crisis uh, time between 35, and 45. And
2: right to kind of let, let your, your, uh, career, path, catch up with where we are in the story. You you went to graduate school. Tell us that real briefly. You were teaching at the time. I was in
0: social work. Yeah, so sorry. (laughs) Going back, I was in social work and I was right, and it was a lot of some Christian agencies I worked at as well as as a non-Christian over the span of, you know, six years. And what I became very aware of is that there is a lot of different approaches that Christians take to the field of people helping. Yeah. And some are very biblical. And, of course, I came out of a hardcore biblical counseling background. Uh, Jay Adams, I followed him early on, uh, right out of seminary. So that
2: resonated at least at one level. Yes. It's familiar. Strongly. Yeah.
0: Because it's like we're against secularism. And I'd come from secularism, so I wanted to be yeah. against secularism, as radical as you could be. And and he was the voice at that time. And
2: may I ask, did your, did your introduction and embrace of Reformed Christianity – Help kind of solidify the connection with yeah. biblical counseling. I mean, there's there's with with a, with a high view of the of the authority of the Bible and yeah. the place of Scripture in the Christian life. Is do I have that right?
0: Yes, it's it's a complicated story, but you know, at TBS, my school, we loved Westminster Seminary at that time. It was like Jerusalem in America, you know, because they yeah. had so many great theologians theological voices. And Cornelius Van Til had a huge impact on my life. And he, as much as I still love him and would say I've been influenced by him and John Frame a ton, um, there's such a strong emphasis on we're the right ones and everybody else is wrong in varying degrees. He was the master at that. And I bought into that narrative that that's the way to see the world. Mm. And of course there's truths to that, but but that that's a dominant kind of theme in his approach. And I think Jay Adams picked up on that. Or okay. they, they kind of were mutually in the same boat in terms of we're right and everybody else is wrong. And so I liked that. I wanted mm. to be right and I wanted to, you know, and I, I think I saw error and other things, but, um, you know over as i as i was in social work i began to recognize number one um there's all these voices i wanted to maybe be called to 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 say something that would be deeply theological and speak to the need of our, of our culture yeah. but in order to do that i started reading psychology and i recognized you know there it's not all stupid <laughs> you know,
1: there, there's <laughs> right. some there's some
0: actually there's some good stuff here yeah. and then i went to calvin College and got a master's in Christian studies in the behavioral sciences with a focus on the behavioral sciences. George Marsden was my uh, met, uh was the, the uh, director oh, wow. of the program. It what incredible. an experience! That, that it was it, was so wonderful. amazing, and it was so it was reformed, but it was also ironic. Yeah and it helped me to bridge some gaps in my thinking and to recognize psychology is not all of the devil yeah. and i i and, and of course the ref- here's the irony is that you know van til wrote a great book on common grace the the, the reform tradition is strong in common yeah. grace abraham is my hero he wrote the classic book on common grace it's just gotten translated not too long ago into english uh back then i had to you know read indirectly through folks about this great work and and so it actually a, a respect for science is is intrinsic to the Reformed tradition.
1: Hey everybody, just a quick note about our annual conference here at the Center for Pastor Theologians. This year's topic is Techne, a Christian vision of technology. And we will be hosting this conference in Chicago on October 14th to 16th, 2019. We have a lot of great speakers lined up, including Andy Crouch, Pastor Charlie Dates, Karen Swallow Pryor, and a great lineup of pastors, scholars, academic theologians, and sociologists as well as tech experts. It's going to be a great set of conversations, and I encourage you to go to our conference website, cptconference.com, to learn more and to register. Let's get right back into our conversation with Eric Johnson on spiritual formation and pastoral ministry. Calvin talks at length oh, in the institutes on this exact idea yes. that the, the the he even uses... Holy Spirit language. Yes,
0: I've, I have read that passage. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: the about. Spirit has the, the the Spirit of God has given non-believers gifts. Yes,
0: and we despise um, the work of the Holy Spirit if we. That's, a, that's exactly of it. right. That's including uh, that. uh, uh, something like which that. was Pray. amazing to me the first time oh, I read that. I was too. like, I can't uh. believe
1: Calvin is saying yes.
0: This. Calvin, cool. Jonathan Edwards, mm-hmm. Kuyper, and Bobbing these are. These are our, you know, really these, these are, great. Your people. These are, are your yeah, people. These are this people. This is the team. So I, I began to recognize that there's a kind of extreme reformed and fundamentalist yes. agenda that is really uh it only focuses on the antithesis between the city of god and the city of yes. humanity and it can't appreciate the good that god is ministering through non-christian agents you know and uh, that's a that's a kind of a game changer so uh i began to feel like I may, maybe the lord was calling me into teaching mm-hmm. so i went to, then i from from calvin i went to michigan state and yep. got a phd in educational psychology so that i could teach psychology to christian institution but really to take cap- uh, psychology captive for christ that that reformed wow. vision that i Kind of learn from you know vantil and kuiper uh, and 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 the yeah you know, the the Augustinian tradition uh, I took with me to Northwestern college but uh, and you went straight
2: from Michigan State to Northwestern College.
0: I, I for, with a year pause, okay. a very important year at oh. Wheaton College. Oh, where yeah, I uh, had a so great. So we even time. got even that in common. Yeah, that's great. Man, oh that's man, so cool. I saw that in your in your bio. Uh, and but it was just one year to fill in for a sabbatical. But I I, I love the people at Wheaton, and, and they're trying. You know, they're working yeah. so hard to do integration. Is that when you met Stan Jones? Uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, okay. yeah, love that man. Marvelous. What a great man. Yeah. And but. During that time, I, I spent a lot of time with Robert Roberts.
2: Oh, of course, yes. And I was a
0: philosophy major at uh, Wheaton. Oh, okay. So, so he gave me this term, Christian psychology, and he said, Eric, I think what you're doing is actually Christian psychology. Oh. Uh, and and look at Kierkegaard, and that's where I first heard about and Kierkegaard was And he positively. didn't
2: coin the term Christian psychology. No, he got
0: that from Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard really is the father. He uses or, that language? He, uses, he calls himself a Christian psychologist. Uh, his greatest classic on sin is one of the great classics of, of the field oh. of Christian psychology, and he says this is a Christian psychological work for edification and wow, awakening. Okay, I didn't realize That's that. That
1: sickness unto death is yeah, that sickness okay. unto
0: death. Yep. Thank you. Okay, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So that that was so helpful. I remember him saying, Eric, the important thing is not the noun; it's the adjective. You know, in a way that the yes. adjective is almost more important. It's which psychology, and of course, Alistair McIntyre was making the same yes. case around that time. And, Um, so so it's, you know, is it secular psychology or is it Christian psychology? And that really resonated with the city of God, city of humanity, understanding that course that I already shared. And so I took all of that then with me to Northwestern College. Um, But while I was there, at Northwestern, Northwestern, in an integration program, I began to realize, gee, we do different kinds of integration. This Mm. is is interesting. And I would, you know, always have at least a week or more of biblical theological material at the beginning of my classes. And that Ended up becoming a bone of contention in my no, department. No, and, and
2: uh, colleagues didn't necessarily do that. No, okay. no. And, and they, how did they view that?
0: Yeah, they, well, to the they were they were concerned enough to the point that it, that I, I was kicked out of the psychology department and at Northwestern. sent over to the pastoral to, ministries to the bi- department. To or something. To the biblical, biblical uh, yeah, biblical studies department. I taught in biblical studies for three years there. I didn't realize which you is really an interesting part of you know my yeah. So. Um, it you know looking back honestly i i have to take responsibility for for that as well I And mean, i don't want to just say my colleagues you know were unfair because there was some arrogance okay, and a sense yes. of i let me teach you how to be really christian and really biblical yeah. that still still is a part of me i still am, you know put that down you know that, yeah. and and that so it's it was a complicated you know uh, process but through all of that, I began to realize, you know, I wonder if maybe at this time, it's just maybe Christian universities don't, they, they're They're just not. Open to a, a, a view of science, and and all, really of all the disciplines where biblical and theological studies are intrinsic to to the to the to the uh, to the fields, along with empirical research and so on, and good philosophy, um, and. Uh, but
2: that's an ironic thing to say about Christian, at least Christ, in the Christian liberal arts tradition, where that's is. the whole mission of a place like a Wheaton College yeah. or a Calvin College or.
0: Isn't that right? I mean,
2: like the integration of biblical, theological reflection, philosophical categories, the faith broadly understood into disciplines, that seems to be at the very heart of the mission of the school yes, like that. Yes, is that, is that? Am and I, I missing something? I, and
0: I want to be fair and charitable yeah. to my brothers and sisters everywhere. Uh, so, so so every school is different, has a yes. different ethos. Some schools are doing it better than others. Uh, and then every school has a range of faculty. But yes, the, the okay. biggest challenge of our day, and, and, and uh, you know, um, well, let me just say that the biggest challenge of our day is that yeah, outside of biblical and theological studies and then some Christian philosophy and uh we we send out our future faculty to s- secular programs yes. based in the worldview of naturalism. They learn the discipline gr- based in a worldview of naturalism. And nobody, you know, unless they've done really good oh, theological totally and philosophical work, then they're just not going to know but how But unless much they're of, in philosophy and theology, they exactly. haven't even
2: developed the categories or a no. level of sophistication to when they're in graduate. You know, they're earning a PhD, but as someone— Used to say, but they might have a seventh-grade Bible understanding, yes,
0: yes, or it's, theology understanding. It's, it's a, it's the greatest challenge of our day. Wow! So we're living in a crisis we have been for you know 50 years, but it's it's gotten you know it's it's still serious, uh, a serious problem. And and that, during that time, I was you know I had a lot of networks with uh, people at other uh-huh. schools, and and I, I just became aware that I don't think that there's an openness right now to to the kind of Synthesis yes. you know what, what, you know I, I sometimes call it deep integration, maximal integration yes. I, I, I love the word integration, but what I found is that a lot of schools use the word but but they, but they're, they're, they don 't do much it 's yeah. pretty much the Bible is used to justify what we 're doing, which is integration light or weak, weak integration, and so this is just the state of the art these days or the state of the field. Um, so I, I decided I began to feel like maybe I was called to work in a seminary where that uh, would be obviously much more. Uh, your biblical
2: theological more. convictions were a, were an asset rather than a liability. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: So I spent I spent 17 years at, at Southern Seminary, which I am deeply grateful for those years. It, it, yes. made, it It's so foundational. It helped to underscore what I learned in my undergrad and to some degree at Calvin and uh just continued to to help me to synthesize the discipline you know of biblical theological studies with my psychological understanding and um so, uh, at the same time, the school, you know, was, was moving in a Bible only direction, biblical counseling direction. Yes. And though they have a, a respect for the sciences, of course, uh, it, 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 it came to a point where there was a, you know, a d- decision made that there, there needed to be a parting of the ways because my, 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 I'm a psychologist. I, yes. I love psychology. I, I kind of, when I went there, I said, I really belong at a university. I can't find one that will have me. It's <laughs> kind of how I, how I put it. Um, and, uh, and at any rate so so a year and a half ago it, you know uh it, it was decided that that uh, we needed Make to a part ways yeah. And so, in the meantime, uh, I, I've uh, developed a relationship with Houston Baptist University. I got hired there January one, and we're going to be starting the first Masters in Christian Psychology uh, program in, 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 in North America in August. That's
2: marvelous. And
0: and also a Masters in Christian Counseling, leading to two different kinds of licensure. But in in these programs, biblical and theological studies and. Christian philosophy, uh, you know, are are going to hopefully permeate the entire curriculum while we do a responsible work of educating our students in the state of psychology and counseling in our day. So this is the dream of my life. I was made for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm so thankful so for great. everywhere I've been and, yeah. and the good things yeah. that, that I've experienced at the different institutions I've been at. But, but boy, am I ready for the next five to 10 years. Eric,
1: can I ask one question? Cause we've been talking through, you, you know, kind of your whole story in terms of these uh, academic mm-hmm. institutions that you've been at. And you talk about kind of the tension of uh, being a psychologist and studying psychology in relation to different Christian academic institutions. I'm wondering throughout your life, how just people at the local church level, mm. do people re- react or respond in any interesting way, or <laughs> to, to when they find out that you're a psychologist, or like they look or, down
2: at their feet and they back up, right? A Is awkward. It? <laughs> Is there any? It,
1: it, it, do you find that there's kind of a different either? Um, you know, keeping at arm's length of psychology and kind of the local church down on the ground, or is it or is it more embraced? Do you understand it at all when yeah, I'm getting at? Yeah, sure.
0: Uh, and it really, it totally depends on the church and the background of the pastor, the pastoral staff, individuals in the church, their own stories. You know, so some churches that have been very uh, well educated in biblical counseling are, are you know, and, and especially hardcore biblical counseling because there's there's at least you know i would say in general two kinds of biblical counseling some that follow kind of Jay Adams' original trajectory pretty strictly and then a real uh you know a broad range of folks uh ccf uh, uh people jeremy Lelick of abc that uh, that are uh, that have a, a, a an approach to psychology and medication that's less that's more open i would say uh so it it really depends but those that have been trained in a kind of a hardcore orientation are, you know, are concerned, worried, you know, whatever. Uh, about psychology. I mean, John MacArthur, you know, has said in print, uh, Christian psychology is an oxymoron. You know? mm. I mean, so no question where he stands about that. And of course, he's had a huge influence on a lot of people. So uh, th- there is that side. The other side then are, are folks who maybe have seen a, a counselor and it was beneficial to them or a family member, yeah. or they have struggled or the, a family member has struggled with a severe mental illness of some kind or some kind of psychological disorder that couldn't be solved by simple prayer and Bible study, which does take care of a lot of stuff. Praise God for that. Yeah. But, you know, there, 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 there may need it to be more work. with And those experience. people's
1: response yeah. is generally positive yes, because yeah. they've seen the value of it. Yeah.
0: yeah, and, and honestly, in my opinion, most lay people, they're just kind of open people. They're <laughs> open to the Bible and they're open to counseling yes. and, you know, and they haven't been really ideologed or ideologized or whatever to take a side in the debates. You know, there's a lot of folks in that group.
1: Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Pastor Theologian Show. Be sure to tune in next week for part two of our conversation with Dr. Eric Johnson. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CPT Podcast, a theology podcast for the church. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider throwing us a like, sharing the podcast online, subscribing, leaving a review. Uh, Anything like that would go a long way towards helping other people hear about the podcast. Uh, The CPT Podcast is a ministry of the Center for Pastor Theologians. You can learn more about the CPT by visiting us at pastortheologians.com. You can also find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Our host for today's episode was Todd Wilson. Our producer and editor was Trenton Jones. Our music was composed by Andrew Gerlicker. I'm Zach Wagner. Thanks for listening.